Hi, and welcome to the Tell It Like It Really Is program. Um, this is Dr. Apostle Dr. B. Baker or Baker J. Baker, all of B.J. Baker, all of that kind of stuff. Anyway, I want to talk tonight about, I want to talk at this time about what we can do and what we can't. I'm, I'm, um, I was talking to people today and I was talking to a young woman, just got a new job and all kinds of great stuff is happening. And uh, one of the things that uh, um, we were talking about was the amount of money that she was making, that it wasn't quite as much as she had made on these other jobs and things. And I asked her who was her source, who, you know, uh, that she had the job. I mean, you know, the Bible says that we are to work so that we have something to give. And in this, and she says, well, if I only make this much, I'm not going to have as much to give. But I was looking at something. And then I called her back later. I had this little unction and called her back later. And here's some of the things that came to me. Okay, number one, this position that you have is a position that you're making maybe $20,000 less than you normally made or $25,000 or something like that and uh, a year. And uh, but you don't have to drive where I think gasoline is five dollars and fifty cents a gallon or five dollars and something a gallon. You don't have to drive. You don't have to be concerned about what it is that you're going to wear because this position is from home. Uh, there's a number of different things. This job does not have the pressure that the other jobs at the hundred and twenty or hundred and ten or hundred and five thousand dollars a year had for uh, uh, this individual, and uh, so it gives you time to be able to do something else in the kingdom of God. The way I look at it, anyway, in the kingdom of God, it gives you the opportunity to have multiplicities of things that you're able to do. I'm one that I will organize my time. And when I organize my time, I'm organizing my time in order for me to be able to do as many things during that day as I possibly can. Number one is I arise early. And when I arise early, the thing that I do, I have the opportunity not only to spend time in the 5 a.m. prayer, but I have the opportunity to go ahead and uh, spend time listening to the scriptures or reading the scriptures, spending time with the Lord, finding myself in him because I'm practicing and I'm meditating on that. And I'm, I'm visualizing myself in him and in him has no sickness, has no pain, has no disease, has no uh, uh, black spots running through your eyes, has none of these different things going on. So I'm visualizing that because it says that uh, I am in Christ and in Christ means that if I'm in him with any of these, any of those sicknesses, any of those diseases, any of those pains, any of those things, then I got to really realize that I'm not seeing myself truly in him. So at any rate, I'm working with that for me. But one of the things is, is that uh, I, I have a, a, a therapy practice. People call it a counseling practice, but I don't do counseling. So I have a, counsel, a, a therapy practice. I'm a real estate broker. I'm also uh, uh, an apostle. I'm a minister. I'm also one that mentors a number of different people. I have a number of different Zooms that I go on. And I do, I think it's two or three uh, of these programs or, or whatever. And um, I do cooking. I cook and I spend time with my grandkids. And I do a number of different things. And um, 
I, I um, you know, all of these things. And then I get phone calls. Uh, can you do this for me? Yes, I will. Can you do this for me? I don't want to do that. Uh, can you, would you do this or would you do this? Do you have time to talk? Do you have time for this? Do you have time for this? And a lot of things that it is, but I have made up my day. I have made it up so that I have time for that. Why is that? Because I'm in ministry. You see, in ministry, many times uh, what happens is this, you know, and we've licensed a number of different people that are ministries and we have uh, people that that are operating in different uh, different parts of the ministry and people. I was talking to a young man also today and uh, he was talking about, well, I do a lot of multitasking. I said, I don't believe in multitasking. That means you do a lot of halfway stuff, right? You do things halfway or that's not the word I use. But at any rate, you're not really doing things the way that they're supposed to be done. You partially do this. You partially do that. But one of the things of it is, is this, here's the difference between me and most of you. I am present with the things that I do. So therefore, I don't make the mistakes that other people make. I don't make a lot of mistakes when I'm doing things. Why? Because I give it 100% of who it is that I am. I'm present with it. If it's important enough for me to do, it's important enough for me to do right. It's important enough for me to do correctly. It's important enough for me to do on time, doing what I need to do, the way that I need to do it, and having the results uh, that they're supposed to have. If the results don't come, it's not, my, it's not on me because I have done what it is that I was to do the way that I was to do it. And so therefore, I know the results will come. It's just like if I cook a cake or if I, uh, I'm not that many doing cooking cakes, but if I were to do that, no, let's talk about something I really do. Uh, um, here it is. I'm cooking a meal. I'm cooking a roast. I'm cooking uh, uh, ribs. I'm cooking this. I'm doing all these things. And I know that they need to be marinated. It's just like a meatloaf that I'm cooking. I, I have all of these meats in my freezer. I have elk. I have venison. I have uh, um uh, ground beef. I have uh, another meat or two and we'll probably add that. All of that will be a part of my meatloaf or my meatballs or whatever it is. Those things I have, I have them thawing slowly so that when it happens, all of these things, all of these ingredients will be able to be put in there right. Okay. Don't have part of them hot, part of them cold, part of them this way, part of them that way. I have them all taken care of in the same manner. So that I know that when I put these on the stove or I put these in the stove, I don't have to question. I mean, I know the, uh, the fresh vegetables and the fresh things that I'm going to put in there. I know the other things, the dried things that I'm going to put in there. I know the seasonings. I know all of these things. And once I throw it all together or put it all together, I know, I know, I know, I know it's going to turn out right. Why is that? Because I took the time to know what it is that I'm doing. I, I thank God that I have my smeller, my nose, because I cook my smell, and I'm able to do that. Here it is, the same thing with what I'm doing right now. Um, I, I'm not one that really likes to do all of this. I'm not one that likes to do uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, Facebook thing or the Zoom thing or any of these kinds of things, but I know it's a part of my call. I know it's a part of my assignment. I know it's a part of that because God told me that years and years and years ago when I had my television program in the 90s, 80s and 90s. And so one of the things of it is, is this, 
I want to make sure that I have something for you that you can use. I'm going to talk about the scripture. I'm going to talk about Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But one of the things of it is, is that there's a whole lot of scriptures that talks about what you can do. And I want to talk about why you know you can do it. Okay. Number one, God has given you the power, the coach. Is the strength, the power, the force, and the ability. He has also given you the authority. And in that authority, what he has done is this. He has given you the ability, the, du the dunamis, or the dumana, some people call it, which is that power, the ability, the physical and or moral, moral, okay, as residing in a person or thing. Power in action. So, uh, this power, this able to do things, this ability to do things, it does not come into action until it does not come into play until there is an action. It is not a passive word. It is not a word that says I can do all things or I'll allow God to do all things and he will strengthen me. But he says that this is something that you can do in performing miracles and changing your body and changing your mind and changing things around you. In uh, just as I was talking to the young woman today in being able to have kingdom uh, kingdom businesses. I don't like the word entrepreneur, uh, uh, but I do like the word kingdom abilities and kingdom manifestations and the kingdom of God uh, um, uh, abilities, showing the kingdom of God, manifesting the kingdom of God. This is what we do when we do this in kingdom businesses, okay? It's not like the world, even though we use things that are in the earth, but ah, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of the earth belongs to him. The, the sea and everything that's in it. So everything that's in it is legal. Now, the thing is, is this, we don't get the ideas from the world. See, that's the, that's the mistake that we make many times. We need the ideas from heaven. We need the ideas from the king in order to find and operate the things that he owns in the earth. Let me say that again. We need to operate in a manner that we get our ideas, we get our wisdom, we get our knowledge, we get our insight, we get our understanding from the king. How is that? The spirit of the king lives on the inside of us and he will lead and guide us into every aspect of truth that we need to know. In that, he gives also the ability not uh, he makes it so that what you didn't know or what you couldn't do as you continue to move in the path, then he either brings those that can do it and will do it to you or he will teach you. He will teach you how to do what he wants done because you and I are in agreement with heaven. So I was letting her know. Uh, number one, you have many, many, many talents. All of those different things that you have in you, you have the ability to, uh, you have the ability to do things. You can 
invent things or businesses and things and ideas as you're as you're doing what it is that you're doing because with having that spare time even if it's only three extra hours if this person was going to drive from where they live to where this other job is that was going to be two hours in the morning at least an hour well let's say an hour in the morning and an hour and a half or two hours in the evening unless there was a whole lot of overtime now she doesn't have to do that the monies that she was going to take in order to uh, have to drive to that place, I would figure out how much it is and I would take those dollars, I would take that money and I would put it aside for here it is, this other business, this other thing that I would have or because you're working in order to give. so. Uh, finances calls unto finances. You don't have to speak and say money come to me, but money calls forth. Those who have more will be given and that those which don't have lack creates more lack. Lack, uh, I mean, it, it repels, it repels anything that's coming to you. So, and uh, that's why unforgiveness, anger, bitterness, judgment, all of those things, those are things, those are poverty things. Those are not things that were are of God. So therefore, they are not conducive to you receiving what it is that you uh, that you want to receive. Any questions you have, please send any questions in, uh, you know, uh, any of that. Crystal, make sure that you can type them in and I'll answer them, you know, or if you have a question or anyone has questions, please send them in because I like to answer questions. Okay. All right. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's that's uh, Philippians 4.13. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says this, that God has given us a spirit not to fear, okay? He has given us a spirit not to fear what we're going after or whatever the situation is. So he has given us a spirit. He has given, he, he God has given us, a, uh, has not given us, or God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and a self-control look at those aspects of our lives number one he has given us a spirit of power here is the spirit. he's given us strength he's given us force he's given us ability the hebrew word in the biblical rabbinic and 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 modern hebrew with little change in meaning the root is uncertain in Hebrew, but the verb is found in, Ar in Arabic, uh, wakaha, uh, uh, batter down, and, uh, and quitch, which is to defeat, coach, which occurs 124 uh, times in a, in a poetic uh, word as it's used frequently in, 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 in the poetry type of a thing. But the basic meaning of this is like Samson had strength and he as long as he had his hair, as long as we're walking in this place called obedience, as long as we're walking in this place called integrity, we have the strength of, of God. Why do we have the strength of God? Because number two is we're moving in the joy of him because we know we cannot fail. We cannot fail. I cannot fail if I do 
as I do what it is that he is leading me to do. Why? Because he is the one that is watching over his word to perform it in the earth. His word comes into my mind. His word comes into my heart. And I speak his word in faith. How do I know I speak it in faith? Because I believe what it is that he is saying to me. And two of us are in agreement. The spirit of God in me and I are in agreement. So two is in agreement on earth for what it is that the king, the father wants done. Remember, I'm in the earth, but I'm not of it. You say, Dr. Baker, you are talking a whole lot of scriptures. You are talking a whole lot of stuff, but you're going to have to realize something. You know, many of you read the Bible and you just go ahead and just read the Bible and you can read it and you can, uh, 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 you know, go ahead and not even quote it, but you can do that. But the words in the scriptures don't come together for you. Why? Because you've not made them your own. I'm talking so that you can see just how to make the scriptures, how to make the word, how to make the word become flesh in you, that you are a letter. Remember, Paul says that you're a letter that people can read. Well, that letter comes out in words. It comes out in action. It comes out in deed because this is who I am. I am these words on paper in action. And that's who it is that you are to be. He gave you that. He also gave you the love. This is a love that surpasses anything. I was talking to a young man today that has been just a little turd. He has been acting up like everything. He's been talking bad about me. He done, he's done all of these different things. And I let him know, there is nothing that you can do that can take my love away from you. There is nothing. I don't normally, I'm not, I'm not here to kiss nobody's behind. I'm not here to do any of that. And then I thought about it, but I am here to hold this baby that's supposed to be a big grown man. I am here to hold you. I am here to do what's necessary to get you to realize that it's time for you to get forward and for you to go ahead and start to forgive yourself and forgive God for how people did not act the way you thought they should act. Here it is. I'm going to get angry with you because you did not act the way that I thought you should act. So then therefore, I'm going to stay angry with you. Here it is. Uh, a lot of things happened for us when we had a move. We moved uh, uh, our, our ministry. We moved out of a place that we had been, I think, for 17, 12 years. I don't know. I think it's approximately 12 years. And um, we moved out of this place. It was about a 10,000 square foot building. And there wasn't a lot of people that were going to help to do it. So a number of people, I, I, I'm probably misunderstood because that's, you know, uh, everybody talks and, and, and different people talk different ways. But here it is. I knew I was not going to be on the first run helping people, helping all the packing stuff. That was not something that I was going to. I knew that I was going to do that because, number one, I had to prepare for a meeting that I was going to, that I was going to be speaking at. I knew that it just was not going to happen. I don't know what all the reasons were, but I just knew that part was not going to happen. But I did know that I was going to be able there to help to help to put the stuff in the uh, to, to do other stuff, to clean, to do some of the other things. So 
I'm looking at it, and the first group of people, I mean, they work like, I mean, they, uh, as Apostle Cal said, they work like Hebrew slaves, okay? I mean, they did, they did what they did. They work like Hebrew slaves and Negro slaves, okay? Whatever kind of slaves it is, but they actually work. They put back in it. They put things in it. They they did all of that work. They did a phenomenal job, okay? And then some parts of the second team, well, the first team was still there. You know, parts of it is I came in on the second team and the third team. And then here it was, many of them, some of them were still there, still doing different things. And I said, you don't need to do this. And they said, yes, they did. They wanted to do it. But here was the thing. They were doing it, and then they were complaining, doing it and complaining. Here it is. God says, bring these things to me. Do these things, but do it as of a willing heart. If I do anything for you, you will not hear me complain about it. You will. He, I mean, because I'm not going to do it if I have to complain. I had spoken and said, we'll pay for somebody to do whatever it is that needs to be done. Let me know how much you want. Let me know all of these different things because we were not asking people just to volunteer. We offered this. Nope, I don't want any pay. Nope, I don't want this. Nope, I don't want this. All of these things, these were free will. I thought myself, my naivety, I'm thinking you're doing it as unto God, but it was not that way. And since it wasn't, I had to go back later and here I am, I'm repenting. And here it is, I got upset with one person and because I was, I mean, I was hurt. I was angry and I was hurt. And I spoke in a way that I should not have spoken. And when I spoke, I, I realized the next day, I shouldn't have told her that. I should not have talked to her that way. And so I called and I called and I called until they finally answered. Because, I mean, I'm like a little bulldog, honey. I will come to your house to apologize. I will do whatever it is that I need to do to apologize. If you tell me you won't accept it, then that's on you. But any rate, so I had to do that. And I, I did. I mean, I was so sorry. And I apologized and I repented and I did all of those things. And so I was fine with it. Okay. Cause I'd done all that I knew to do. And, but it wasn't over in them. It wasn't over in them. And so I tried to help them to come through it. And same thing I tried to do with this other person, but it didn't work that way. But my, even though, all of the things that they have been saying, even though all of the negative things, all of the criticism, all of the, 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 the whatever it was, my love for them has not moved. You know, I can look at it and I have to, I have to look at it. This is what, this is, this is necessary. Remember what David said when he was leaving, when Absalom was driving him out and um, uh, I forget the guy's name. Oh, uh, not not uh, Ziba, Ziba, uh, or somebody, I forget who it was. He cursed him and he cursed him and they said, should we kill him? And he says, no, this is something that God might want to happen for me or whatever it is. But what I see it as is this, this is something that was testing my love. It was not testing my faith, but it was testing my love to see if my love would move because somebody did not see things the same way I did or because they spoke dis uh, disparaging things or because they cursed me 
or because any of that, because number one, they could curse me, but I already know that the curses ain't going to work. A curse without a cause ain't going to work. I don't believe in people cursing me and me taking it and say, they cursed me, so I'm cursed. No, God blessed me, so I'm blessed, okay? I mean, there's, there's just no comparison in that. But the love, remember, he has given me, he has given me a spirit of love and of self-control. I just couldn't help it. My sister used to say that all the time. I'm just not like you. Oh, I miss her. I I, I miss her. Uh, uh, I, I, I just I just miss her. I miss the way that she says things and stuff. I miss that, you know. And I miss her calling and saying, "Sister, okay, Audrey, what?" I mean, uh, that then that call of Audrey. Okay, Audrey, what do you need? Well, sister, here's that. Meme, what do you need? What do you need? I don't want to hear all of that. Just get me to the point, okay? Uh, th uh, he did not, he gave her, here, here it was, he did not give her a spirit of fear, but she operated in fear. She operated, I don't know, anytime she had come to me and asked me for something and I told her no. But every time she came, um, there's, there's a reason for all of these little stories I'm telling you. But every time she came, she came with her big story because she thought I was going to, I was going to tell her no. I mean, my, uh, th this was my baby sister, and there's, <laughs> she would say, your only sister, uh, her, uh, my, my only uh, biological uh, uh, sister, and there was, I mean, you know, she was just somebody I wasn't going to say no to. She, she brought laughter to my life. She pissed me off like a big dog, you know, but she brought laughter to my life. She brought a lot of humor. She brought a lot, of, she and my son bring a lot of uh, 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 preaching material to me, but she moved in a spirit of fear. She lived there. It was all the time. And I don't know why she wasn't, I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe she picked it up. I mean, she picked it up because she would, she, she played between two worlds and that's a dangerous thing. So what I'm saying to you is this, for God uh, gave us a spirit, not of fear. But here is what he gave us. He gave us a, a, a power. He gave us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of self-control. That's the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. Also, First Peter 5, 7. Here is how we walk and we live in this. God said to us this. He says, casting all of my anxieties, casting all of the anxieties that I might have, Casting all of the anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares. He takes care of. He intervenes. He is a part of. He is the one that does. He's the one that has given me. Remember, I said he has given us the power, the strength, and all of these things to be able to do, to be able to move through, to be able to have the insight to do whatever it is that is necessary that we need to do. This is who God is. This is who God is, and he wants to do that. Uh, Crystal, do you have the ability to send me that question that you wanted, uh, that somebody wanted answered? If you do, you can send it to me on that screen, or you can text it to me, and I'll get it, because I, I, I really want to um, uh, answer that while God is doing what it is that he's doing. I think it fits right in with what it is that we're doing. Um so anytime you're anxious, when the, most of the anxiety, and I'm a doctor in psychology, that's what the doctor is for. But anytime all of this anxiety and stuff comes up, it's because you're not sure. Now listen to this. You are not sure 
of the answers. You're not sure of the answer uh, that you're going to receive. Here's the question that comes up. I hear people say, receive God's love and you will not walk in fear. Please give examples of how to receive God's love. Okay, very good question. Here's something that God says. <laughs> Who is God, number one? God is love. God is a spirit. God is love. So God is the spirit of love, okay? Now, how can you receive him as your savior, your Lord, how can you receive him as your king and as your father if you don't receive him as who it is he is? See, number one is this. You have to see him as he is. And when you see him as he is, you can't help but to receive, to receive God's love. What you're doing when you reject his love, when you reject the belief of his love, you're rejecting God. In other words, we're saying, I don't believe that you are who you say you are. You are someone or something else. And this little key, this little nugget will help you because I here it is. You can say, you know what? I know God's not a man. God does not lie. He cannot lie. And so uh, since he cannot lie, okay. Who is God? God is love. God is love. That's who he is. He's he he's not. It didn't say God is peace. God is God is a uh, 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 God is power. God is this. God is. Uh, it, it didn't say that. That is the identity of he, of who he is. He says God is love. God is the most powerful thing, and all of that. But he says, this is who I am. I am love. And since this is who I am, he says, when you receive me, you receive my love. So therefore, I allow that love. In other words, what you're doing is saying, I receive you because in the beginning, and, and he manifested his love. He manifested himself in Jesus. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. And the word became flesh. So when I received God, I let that word, the same spirit, the same spirit that came into Miriam, the same one that overshadowed her, the same seed that was in her, that seed of love that was in her, that she birthed into the earth. When I received him, when I was born from above, that same seed, that same spirit, overshadowed me and came in and what was that spirit that spirit was the spirit of love and when i received that i became that who he is that same seed so therefore it gave me the ability to be able to receive to become a son of god that means that my dna that means that I begin to look like him. That means that I believe him. That means that I understand that whatever he has said to me, then that is what is true and real. He is the prophet. He is the apostle. He is the evangelist. He is that. He is not false in any way. 
So when, 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 uh, you know, when things happen and they do, I remember when I first moved into this, this home, I had this, this house built, he had this house built for me. And when I first moved in here, I had, he made sure I had no income, no money, no business. I moved from, uh, I, I guess it's about three hours from here. I moved from Santa Cruz area, uh, uh, Santa Cruz County into San Joaquin County. And when I moved in these counties, it was a totally different thing, a totally different place. So my patients that I had had in Santa Cruz County, uh, they were not coming. They were not driving down here to this. And uh, I still had to go to San Jose. So uh, one came, she would come to San Jose and they uh, Zoom, uh, 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 the Zooms weren't that popular then. Um, you know, this was 10 years ago. Actually, my God, um, actually it'll be 10 years on the uh, March the 30th or 31st, the end of this month. Yeah, it'll be 10 years. So what happened is I had one client, one client, one paying client, and that client was a first fruits client. That client was every dime, every, every, every amount that she gave me that she paid, it was to go for first fruits. It did not belong to me. So I had no income. God saw to it. He had me to build a swimming pool, had me pay cash for that, had me to get the uh, solar thing um, uh, for the pool. And that was cash paid for that. Everything that was done, all of these different things that was done, and I had nothing. I had no reserves. In fact, I had no income and no reserves. And I remember standing in in, in that little library uh, outside of my room. And I was standing there and it became a reality to me. And I, a reality to me. And I was scared itless. Okay. Some of you get what I'm saying. I mean, I was, I was freaked. Because... Here it was, I knew in 30 days or 45 days or whatever it was, it was coming up close. No, it wasn't even that many days because I'd been in here that the, the payment of this was going to be due. The PG&E was kind of high. Um, I still had to do a number of different things. Food I wasn't even concerned about because I had more food than, you know, that was, that was nothing. I didn't even think about food. But... All of these different things, I did not have a car payment, did not have any of those things, but I did have to have gas to get back and down, back and forth to San Jose. I had, I was driving my uh, 560 SL at that time, uh, Mercedes, it was 1988 560 SL, and it burned, uh, it used premium gas, it didn't use that cheap stuff, it used premium gas. And so I was driving back and forth to San Jose. Um, money was short for that. All kinds of things were happening. And I had to realize, now you told me that someone wanted me to tell a story. I had to realize standing in that, in that foyer area or that library area, I had to realize that if I did not trust God and his love for me then, that it would never happen. I believe what has to happen is we have to get to a point. And I said to him, I said, okay, here we are. I've lost everything twice. First, 
I lost everything when I first came to you. I came to you on September 3rd, but January 1, I was homeless. I lost everything from living in Westlake Village to having a restaurant to having everything. I mean, I was homeless. And after that homeless thing, I went ahead and did all the whatever, and you built me up, and then I got married, and then went through a divorce, and lost everything again. I did not have money to do hardly anything. And then I moved into this place. You showed me how to do it. I still don't know how I did it, unless he, he has me tell somebody or show somebody. I'm sure he'll give me a, how he did it. But at any rate, I did that. And so I stood there that day and I said, you know what? Just screw all this mess. If I have to lose it, the only thing I know is that you are real. Whatever it is I lose, I know that you will give me better. Every time I've lost, it's gotten better and better and better. And so I face that fear and I received the love of God. And then I ended like David did. I know you didn't give me this house to lose. So I don't know how you're going to pay it. I don't know how you're going to take care of it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you will. So let's see. So we're telling ourselves that God says he is it, he is, and as we do this, we'll start to believe as I walk through the different situations in our lives who God is. So we have to learn how to trust God. Well, you know, no, I, I, I don't see that. I don't see where we have to learn how to trust God. No. Trust is just a, 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 a decision. We come to a place where we come to the end of ourselves. I came to the end of me. I'm at the end of me. I know that I can I can have uh, I I can have fourteen I I, I, uh, I told him I want fourteen paying clients. Why do I want fourteen paying clients? So that I have more to give, and I want I want that time. I want to be able to to fill that time with people that I'm able to help. Those people that really want to do something. So it's just another form of my releasing unto people. But he, here it is. You know, either you're going to believe yourself and the devil, you're going to believe your situation, or you're going to believe God. It's so simple. You know, uh, uh, can I really take care of myself? I had somebody tell me, well, I have to work to take care of myself. And I say, you're doing a piss poor job of it because how you I mean, you can really, you think you can really take care of yourself. You're going to take care of yourself. So you got every, every little need. Oh my God, God, I thank you. Oh, I so thank you. I got all my bills paid this month. I And I got $5 left over. That's really taking care of yourself. See, to me, that's living in poverty. It's beneath. You don't know who you are. When you know who you are, who you really belong to, who you really belong to, it's just like, I do not have a child, whether people say a spiritual child or a natural child or grandchild that could say, you know what? I could go to the, the uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starving and I don't have no food and I don't have no place to be. There is not one of them. They say, you know what? I may not have any here, but I know who do have some. 
and I know that uh, she will get it to me. I know she will get it to me. She'll call this one and say, would you take this over to such and such a person? She'll call this one and say, I need you to take this food over to that one. I need you to drop this off on your way. Because I don't have the gas. I don't have this. I don't have this. Uh-uh. See, it just comes to a place where either we grow up and realize if I'm born again, See, I, I, uh, when I kept doubting him, I had to, I had, I had to check out my, my salvation. Saved from what? Saved to what? What is salvation? What is it? It means that I believe what it is that the one that saved me. If I believe he saved me, then I believe that he sozoed me. I believe that in that salvation, it was one of those things to say, I take care of my own. And especially when we're talking about God who says, if you don't take care of your own, you're worse than an infidel, then what is he? Who is he? If he doesn't take care of his own, when he has already said that this is what it is, that he takes care of his own, then his own as his own believes me. And what did Jesus say? They say, your mama and your daddy, and I mean, your mama and your sister and your brothers and stuff is out here looking for you. He said, who is my mother? Who is my sister? Who is my brother? Those who obey God. And God said, trust, trust me. Trust in me with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. See, the whole problem is I ain't trusting you because I figured this thing out. I'm leaning to my own understanding. And so in all of my ways, I'll figure it out and then tell you what it is that you need to do. It's about as, it's about as smart as that, is that those people that were upset with me because I didn't live up to their standards. I ain't supposed to live up to that. I'm not supposed to live that low. And as I told them, what you went through was your test. It wasn't mine. This is a test that the adversary, uh, is thrown against you to see if he can get you to curse God. I love the book of Job. I love the book of Job. And especially in the in the in the uh the 40s. Where were you when I did this? You know, he's where have I let you down? Where have I let you down? Even in your in your disobedience, even in your doing things and allowing things to be, and you know they're wrong. But yet you're compromising, even in your compromises. Have I let you down? And the answer um, is no. Have I let you starve? Have I let you? Have I allowed you? And then you recognize, I told you I didn't give you that spirit of fear. So you took it from someplace else because what it is is that you, didn't tr you don't trust me with all your heart. You lean to your own understanding. You trust your understanding more than you trust what it is that I've said. So, you know, when we look at this and we think about it, you say, Dr. Baker, that sounds harsh. No, it doesn't. It sounds like people are, are, are at the end. And what it is, is this, is that they're reaching for something and the adversary has something that he wants to give you and what he gives you, you are not going to want it because it's not going to be something that sustains you.
you know, uh, this person says that they're learning this and that they're shaking inside. Well, shaking inside is is a is a good thing because you can shake. I mean, for what? I mean, what what is the big thing? What can you do? What can you lose? What what, what do you have? A house? A car? Let me see. What what what, what you got? So what 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 do you? What can you lose? What can you lose? If you're truly saved, you, you're not going to lose your salvation. You're not going to lose your sozo. But what can you lose? Let me see. I can lose a house. Hmm. I can lose a car. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I've had those repossessed before. Um, let me see. I, I, what, 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 can, what can you? I can lose my credit. My Lord, I can lose. What, what can you lose? I mean, you know, you got your children. You got your, your your husband or your wife. You have <clears throat> you have most of your health. Uh, uh, that's the thing from looking at it. Not much. No, you can't. I mean, what is it? What 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 what's the big thing that people gonna call you on the phone and tell you you owe money? I will get it to you. When he gets it to me, I'll get it to you. Uh, you, you know, it's like one of these things. God says, wow, if you can be shook here, if you can be shaken here, you're not able to run with the footman. What you going to do when the horseman comes? Many people have said what it is that they'll do and what they won't do and whatever it is. And as, as the world says, everybody's got a price. See? feel like there's 16 tons on your chest 16 tons and what do you get another day older and deeper in debt so saint peter don't you call me because i can't go i owe my soul to the company store you know here it, here it is you you know you 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 um that, 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 this is the thing. Here it is. You're here. You're looking at stuff. And then you try to figure out, wow, what do I have to lose? Let me see. What do I have to lose? My God, we don't even know what we got to lose. Because it's possibly nothing. You know, nothing. <laughs> okay. First John 4, 4, uh, 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 technons, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. Now, he is talking to technons. He is not talking to weosis. He's not even talking to adult people. He's talking to little children. Look, little children. Because that's the kind of faith, yeah, that's the kind of action, that's the kind of stuff that you may have this moment. You don't have to stay there, though. That's the good part. You can move as quick as you want to. Uh, uh, you are from God. You're from God, and he's in you. You're from love. Woo! And perfect love cast out what? All fear. Because fear has torment. Here you are walking in this torment. <laughs> <laughs> fear has torment fear is torment 
Fear is torment. But this perfect love, oh no, God loves me. See, I have to, I practice that, you know, because it's like, oh my Lord God, uh, in, in the world when I had all them people that I was uh, 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 sexting with or whatever it was, at any rate, and all of those people that were in my life, there was no love at all. You know, in fact, uh, you know, somebody said, well, have you ever been in love? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, you think anybody has ever loved you? No, 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 no. None of the marriages. <laughs> no, I, I, I know that. But, you know, it's one of those things. I used to sit around, I'm going to tell you this because my time is about up. I used to sit around, I'm just saying, God, I'm going to live and die. And, and, and been married a lot of times and, and had all of these things and had all of these people in my life and, and not one of them has loved me. I've never truly <laughs> crying, you know. <laughs> Never truly been loved. And then I had to think about it. <coughs> and he said, would you, know, <coughs> would you know what truly being loved is if it came upon you? Well, no, I have never felt it like that. Excuse me. I normally drink out of my glass, but whatever. Anyway. <coughs> And um, and this was this was when I really found that you know what God, the Creator of the universe, the Creator of everything, the one that always has been, always will be, the one that's there's no beginning, no end with Him. He's Alpha and Tau all at the same time. He's Alpha Omega all at one time. Everything belongs to him. He says, it's over, it's over. He says, I'm finished with the earth, it's over. <laughs> the one that made the promises, the one that told me that he will take care of me, the one that lets me know that I could believe anything that he says. Oh, I know that, Philippians 4. 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The one who came to live on the inside of me. Really interesting. The same seed that overshadowed Mary that put uh, Yeshua Jesus into her womb is the same seed that's in me now. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that's in me. So here it is, life and death is in the power of the Spirit of God that's in me. And, I mean, it's all powerful. It's one of these things where, you know, um, many, many, many people get discouraged. They don't want to live because they can't see God. In fact, tomorrow's program on still telling it like it is on Love and Unity uh, broadcast, <laughs> broadcasting uh, thing uh, with Apostles, uh, Apostle uh, Marshall McGee and uh, Alfred Randy, his wife. And um, we're talking about suicide. 
where it's talking about what it is that uh, needs to happen and how it needs to happen, how people need to think. And that's actually what we're talking about today. Next week on my uh, Tell It Like It is The Kingdom Way on Monday. Powerful ending with, um, I know it'll be a powerful ending with Apostle uh, Barry Cook. Uh, starting that following week, April 4th, I think it's April 4th, or 11th, I should say. Starting April 11th, I'm going to have Apostle Calvin Cook on, and we're going to talk about the tabernacle, and I'm going to get him to, I'm going to interview him in a way that he can let you know why he started and why it's important that if you don't understand the tabernacle, if you don't understand that, you really won't understand Jesus and you really don't understand the kingdom and you can't understand love. And um, so I'm, I'm here to just allow you to be able to receive the love of God so that you can walk in oneness with him. And my time is about up. I want to make make sure that you're able to give into this work, into the work that we're doing. There's four ways to give. You can mail. There's the address, P.O. Box 4400, Cash App, PayPal, and Zelle. I like Zelle better than all of them. But, you know, give any way that you choose to. Give on a monthly basis or a one-time gift or whatever. But, um, you know, if you're receiving anything from this, it's only right to, you know, help finance it so that we can get on other things. These programs that we do, the different programs that we do, they're not, you know, we do pay and gladly so. So, again, this is Dr. Baker. And uh, I know you say, why do you have so many names? Well, you know, on some of them, I am an apostle. That means I break open things and I talk about things and help people in areas and things that others can't. I stay within my Metron. And um, I am a doctor, a doctor in psychology. <laughs> and my first initial is B. A lot of people know me by BJ, Dr. BJ Baker and or dr baker baker and um so all of them are me just like everything that i do is telling it like it is all of my programs since the one that i had in the 80s or 90s it was tell it like it is and um that's who god made me and that's all i can do be who he made me to be. My prayer is this, that out of everything that I've said tonight, that you gain something that gives you, that lets you know that you have the power and that you have the strength to overcome, to whip anything that gets in your way, and that you have determined that you will not lean to your own stupid understanding, but that you will see God and say, your way is better than mine. So I'm going to follow yours. If I lose everything, which 
when you really think about it, what is there big to lose? All it is is a trade-in on something else. Oh, I'll tell you a quick, another quick story. I got time. I had to, uh, uh, my car, I put my car in. My car was smoking, my 88 560 SL. I'm, I'm just one that I don't like to trade. In. I don't like to do all these new things every time something new comes out. Any rate, so I ended up getting the car, and it was a Lincoln something. I forget what it was, whatever. Any rate, every time I got in the car, it hit my head. So the, 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 it was a, a, a station wagon thing. Uh, they say SU, whatever. Any rate. Every time I got in, it hit my head. So I decided, okay, I got to trade this thing in. So then they gave me, I, I bought a, uh, a Lincoln Aviator. And so it had a noise that just, I, I don't like noise. It had a noise that just drove me mad, the wind noise. I drive and the wind noise and all that kind of stuff. And so I just kept taking it back in. And, and finally they heard and they saw what it was that I was talking about. And so it ended up being a lemon. So I gave it back and then I bought another aviator, same kind of car, just another, you know, uh, a, another one, one that didn't have that, that noise. <laughs> okay. When I did that, the vehicle that I have now was one that I didn't even realize all those bells and whistles or all of these other things that I didn't have in that first one, I have in this one. I looked like I was losing. It looked like I was going to be paying more money. It looked like something, but I did not realize something. When I traded that first car in, it was a lease. When I traded that first car in and got that second car, I did not realize that there was money that I would have owed at the end of the lease uh, uh, on, on, on the second car, on the aviator, on the first aviator that I had, and I would have had to pay another extra $15,000 or somewhere, some stupid amount of money, but it was that amount. And then when that was proven a lemon, it wiped everything out. So even though it looked like I lost, I won, I gained. Every time it looks like I'm losing, Every time I get to the crunch, and, I, and, and I'm at a crunch right now in some areas in my life, but here it is. I'm at this crunch, and I always know that as I'm at this crunch, I don't care how he's going to have to push me through. He will push me through, pull me through, do whatever it is, and I will come out better than I am right now. So I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. And I release a prayer upon each and every person that every bit of fear, doubt, insecurity, that those things fall from you in Jesus' name and that you become all that he has for you to be. And so I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I will see you next time when I'm here to tell it like it really, really is. This is Dr. B.J. Baker, Dr. B. Baker saying bye-bye until next time. Bye-bye.